The How Dare You podcast is brought to you by titties. (laughs) (laughs) The How Dare You podcast is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema podcast. The How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Because we learned it from you, Dad. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You Podcast. This, as promised, is the Valentine's Day edition. Chance here of the How Dare You Awards. I'm in Pacific Beach. Joining me, your (laughs) friend and mine, Lady Chew. (laughs) That giggle monster. Hi, Chew. Hi, Chance. How are we? Eh, Pretty good. All right. What more could we ask? I mean, that's as good as that's going to get. <laughs> so. <laughs> Best we could all hope for. <laughs> yeah. So long as you're not severely angry, I'm okay. Yeah, this movie didn't make me angry. Didn't really make me feel anything. Yeah. 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 There's not much more to say about Valentine's Day than, yeah. Well, I said as promised, Chu, we uh, we did New Year's Eve. We said we could do Valentine's Day for Valentine's Day. And eventually we'll be doing Mother's Day for Mother's Day. I think that one's going to be B-A-D. <laughs> I think it's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. This movie, I realized, came out just a year after New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think it's unnecessary. Don't drive angry. I don't think this was as oh, bad as Oh, did I say a year years. after? I meant a year before. Oh. Okay, so it was Valentine's, New then Year's, New Year's Eve. and then yeah. Mother's Day. This is a 2010 film. But this movie had 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you remember what New is, Year's had? Uh, I think it was in the neighborhood of seven. Okay, well, that makes sense, because this wasn't as, as stupid as <laughs> New Year's. Did you like this one more? I hated it less. Is that what you mean? (laughs) You mean did I hate it less? Yeah. Yeah, same thing. I mean... I I suppose. I think to say that I liked this is a little generous. I disliked it less. I liked it more than New Year's Eve. Yeah. I will give it that credit. Yeah. Some of the same actors. Yeah. Obviously. That's what got me interested because I realized some people did these movies back to back. Yeah. Like, that must have been in the contract. Gary Marshall was like, I'm going to do three of them. You have to sign up for at least two. (laughs) Great. They're not going to be great. Did I mention I'm a comedy legend? (laughs) 
I can't remember. I can't believe, rather, that you uh, remembered the name Gary Marshall. Uh, well, thanks to the opening credits, I was like, oh, Gare Bear. That's it. That's right. <laughs> oh, Gare Bear. <laughs> Gary Marshall's in this movie. Yeah. He, uh, did you did you notice him? Yeah, he makes a cameo at the end uh, with the uh, the group. I don't even know what which, you want to call which, it. Which where was he? He's in the middle. That a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I know stuff. I yep. know things. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking Valentine's Day, a 2010 film, as we've said, directed by Gary Marshall. Chu, do you remember any of the movies we discussed? Gary Marshall having directed. Well, Pretty Woman. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, or did you chew it? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Runaway Bride. Hey, two. I'm giving full credit for these answers now that you've gotten to two. Um. What about one of our favorite movies? That's the one you should remember. Uh... Can I have a hint, but not too easy of a hint? Hmm. Miniature golf. Miniature golf? Yeah. That's not an easy hint. Shit. Because I could give you an easy hint, but you'd know it immediately. Are you sure that I've seen it? Oh, yeah. Is it old or? 1987, I'm pretty sure. That's older. I would consider new-ish, like 2000 and up. 2000 and on. Yeah. Okay. 87. Miniature golf. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. The lead character is a carpenter. <laughs> Are you sure you, I've seen this? I've confused you even more. The lead? the lead actress starts off on a boat. Oh, uh, overboard. There you go. Miniature golf. Wow, that was a good hint. And definitely. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. That's good. Yeah, so overboard. Frankie and Johnny exit to Eden, which I told you I'm going to make you watch. Princess Diary movies. Nothing in common. Flamingo Kid. The Other Sister. Might have to watch that. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it could be gross. I don't know. <laughs> Chew, this movie made a bunch of fucking money. Wow. Okay. Can you believe it? Almost I'm proud no. to say it did not make any of my money. I did not see no. this movie until I watched it. On Valentine's Day. Wow. Yeah. Yesterday was the first time you've ever seen this movie. Correct. Wow. I made a point of not seeing any of these movies. Hey, that makes sense. Same. Same. But it had a budget of $52 million, an opening weekend of $56.2 million, so made its money back right there. In the USA, 110.4 million. In the world, 216.4 million. Wow. That's real money. I mean, at that point, who cares if it got 18%? At that point, they say, pick another stupid holiday. Yeah. Do your worst. 
I was hoping to see the Labor Day movie. I was just going to say that. Or Flag Day. <laughs> yeah, Flag Day. <laughs> Gary Marshall presents Boxing Day. <laughs> I still don't know what that day is for. I don't uh, understand. Isn't it where the... It's definitely more of a British... It's a British thing. thing. It's yeah. like where the uh, the masters of the house wait on the servants kind of a thing, isn't it? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> did, I, did I shock you with that? Out of all the things I thought that that could have been, that was nowhere near the list. Let me... Did, did, did you think it was just a day where people in the house boxed? No, I just figured people were just cleaning up all their shit from Christmas. Like, <laughs> you got like you got a bunch of shit, now you got to get rid of a bunch of shit. That's great. Uh, let's see. The name comes from a time when the rich used to box up gifts to give to the poor. Wow. Oh. It's a day off for servants. So, like, Labor Day. And they received a special Christmas box from their masters. I'm going to have to say I'm going to I'm going to say I'm right. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty close. All so right. basically Labor Day for Americans. <laughs> there you go. There. I always spend my Labor Day laboring. <laughs> Fucking yeah, bullshit. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it's cuz we All don't right, work Ju, for we, unions. That's why. We can't uh We can't put it off anymore. We have to talk about this movie. Okay. <laughs> Where do you want to go first? How dare you? You want to talk how dare you? Yeah. All right, friend. I do not think that this has a lot of nominations. Well, movie you least wanted to see, surely. That. So I have most forgettable performance by an Oscar-winning actress, Julia Roberts, in Valentine's Day. Didn't Shirley MacLaine win an Oscar? She did. But she did not take over Angelica Houston, Liza Minnelli, Reese Witherspoon, or Renee Zellweger. Zellweger was in a kind of a movie like this called Case 39. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't have it as most formulaic either. I thought it might get that. Yeah, because you know. every single little Surely plot. by Mother's Day, we probably had that nomination. This makes me sad. Yeah, it's not nominated for movie you least wanted to see. Despite it being a hysterical movie, I had to nominate MacGruber in that category. Because <laughs> nobody went and saw MacGruber. <laughs> Which is some bullshit, because that's a funny movie. Oh, we did get biggest non-entity performance by a Hollywood legend, Shirley MacLaine, Valentine's Day. Okay. So there you go. That's it for Valentine's Day on the How Dare You Awards. Would you like to please describe the plot of this meandering, messy movie? Oh, what a good word to describe this movie, meandering. Because <laughs> it really does. It's just like... Oh, yeah. Woo. Uh, All of a sudden, 35 minutes later, you are you think to yourself, oh, yeah, Taylor and Taylor. Oh, Taylor and Taylor. Yeah. Double T. T squared. <laughs> T squared. T squared. I forgot that they existed together. 
mm-hmm. until that moment. And I thought, huh, could have done without that. I'm sure a lot of people could have. Uh, the plot, though. We've got 18 different fucking storylines, and they're all <laughs> generic as fuck. Yeah. And they go about the same, they go about the way you think they're going to go. Which is, it's Valentine's... No, not about the way you think they're going to go. They go exactly, exactly the way you think There's they're no going to go. There's no surprises here. Yeah. Um, actually, I did have one surprise. I'll save it. Oh. Um, uh, I, it's Valentine's Day. You get some storylines where people are excited about Valentine's and they want to spend the day together. You got other storylines where somebody proposes they say yes but then they end up breaking up you got new people coming together you got people who hate the day you got people who find out they're being cheated on i don't know how the fuck am i supposed to describe this movie it i think that's it you just did it it yeah it's just like 36 fucking people all living the day differently but also very much the same it's a sloppy mess of Frankenstein stitched together stories. And only I was only interested in one single storyline. Ooh. That's it. I feel like there were Which more one? stories. There were more little stories in this movie than there were in New Year's Eve. Or New Year's. Yeah. Whatever. I think you're right. It would seem like a lot. I did not Tons. write them down. I didn't either. Because I, I mainly because I didn't want to. We'll, we'll, we'll address them as we go okay. along. I mean, I guess that's it for the plot. Agreed. Right. What was the, which was the story you were most interested in? Uh, Julia Roberts and Bradley Cooper. Good God! Why? What? Because nothing really happened, but I like them both, and they just seemed kind of normal. Wow. And I was like, well, things aren't going to get too crazy because they're on a fucking plane. So. So let me get this straight. Boom. You liked that story because it was the least interesting? Because <laughs> nothing was going to happen? I think I was. And they couldn't fuck around too much on the plane? I think I was interested in, I well, not interested. But I guess I found it interesting that Julia Roberts was playing uh, an army captain. And I thought, huh, I wouldn't have pegged Julia to be that. (laughs) Would you have pegged her to make $3 million for this movie? Okay, well, she played that army captain perfectly. There you go. How's that? $3 million? Yeah. I'll be whoever the fuck you want me to be. (laughs) Done. I get to sit on a plane and sit in a car and do very minimal acting. Sign me up. Well, you have to admit, though, I mean, how much screen time do you think she has in this movie? Not even 10 minutes. Not even 10 minutes altogether. I don't think no. so. So she made three. <laughs> I saw a note because she made three million dollars for the movie. And essentially she was paid eleven thousand nine hundred and fifty two dollars for each word she said. 
because she said a total of 251 words. Wow. That's impressive. Get it, Julia. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good note. I was surprised to find out that Bradley Cooper's character was gay. I didn't see. I saw that coming from a hundred miles really? away. Really, I was not anticipating yes. that. That was the only surprise I had. No. Wow. When McSteamy said I'm gay, I was like, Brad. There was no inclination that they even knew each other. Chew, I can, I Didn't. could sniff okay. it. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> like a, like a dog turd I just stepped in. So you're, you're comparing somebody who's gay to dog turd? No. Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I could, I could, I'm comparing the written story to a dog turd. Okay, that's fair. I'm just teasing. Just like I knew Julia Roberts was the boy's mom. Oh, yeah. That was very obvious. I love that you caught one obvious thing and didn't catch the other obvious thing. Didn't see it. At all. In fact, frankly, I had completely forgotten that Eric Dane came out as gay. Like, he came out as gay and then we didn't see him again. Until Bradley Cooper comes home. Well, yeah. So another defining feature of this movie. You see one scene from, one, you know, a set of characters and then you don't see him again for 25 minutes. Yeah. All right, friend. Brass tacks. How many positive points? One. Or no. Really? Yeah. You only had one positive point? Yes. Oh, wow. I had so many more. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you count them all, I have 12. But one's also a grievance. Two are band names I came up with. And one is the last name of somebody in the credits. What's the band name? Uh, one band name I came up with was Lunchfuck. Love it. <laughs> Love. It couldn't be fucks, because then it sounds like a bunch of fucks that have lunch. Exactly. I'm talking about the act of fucking yeah. during a lunch. Lunchfuck. Lunch yeah. Afternoon delight. Right. Then you got Boy Taylor telling his friend how to look good for sex. So he said, do some (laughs) push-ups. And we've already seen the other boy with his trombone out on the field. And he's got his, you know, shaggy haircut. So he's made to look more nerdish. And then, of course, he has a scene where he takes off all his clothes and he's super buff. Because it's Hollywood. So I put the buff trombones. (laughs) Solid. (laughs) Those are my two band names. Uh, All right. My only positive point was when T-Swift was running the long jump. I laughed out loud. Oh, my God. So did I. That's one of my positive points. Fantastic acting. Loved it. I wrote Swift Long Jump. I laughed so long it's so hard at that. I really I hope she had fun with that because it was fucking funny. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I also liked her second five, six, seven, eight. That was another positive point for me. It was okay. When she tells him she's a dancer. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. And eight. And she does her dance. And then he the the, the 
<laughs> the interviewer just happens to mention that she's a dancer. Although I guess that's why you're a dancer. Five, six, seven, eight. She does it all over again. It's great. He made some comment. Uh, the interviewer made some comment at the end about ignorance of reality or something like that. Yeah. I'm like that's accurate. Yeah. Spot yeah. on. All right. Well, how many grievances did you have? You know, I had an underwhelming 24. Hmm. I just didn't want to write notes anymore. <laughs> I had, I believe I have this right, one fewer than I did for New Year's Eve. I had 33. Oh, appropriate. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break and then we'll get into it. Alrighty. Right after this. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. We're back. Chu and I are here talking Valentine's Day, the 2010 mega star movie, once again directed by Gary Marshall. All right, Chu. I mean, where to start? You know what my... What would, you don't want to know what my first grievance was? What? My first grievance was when I started the movie and saw that it was two hours and four minutes. I... Grievance. Displeased. Two hours? Fuck you. Two hours. Gary. Gary? Gary. Gary Bear. In your grave, I gotta say, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're a comedic genius and I love you, but you should go fuck yourself. You've made better choices, Gary. Two hours and four minutes. Fucking why? You know why? It's because you had Drop like... Drop a story or two instead. Exactly. You had several too many storylines. Oh, man. Two hours? I had to wake up at 6.30 this morning to finish this by 8.30. <laughs> Displeased. <laughs> 30. You can watch it the night before, you know. I didn't want to. I wanted to get high and be on TikTok. I didn't want to watch this movie. 
I did exactly that. <laughs> I got high. I was on TikTok for an hour in bed, and then I said, okie dokie, time to go to sleep. <laughs> Another day finished perfect. <laughs> Truly, because yesterday was, I did not have a good time at work yesterday. And then all I, I wanted to do when I get home. Perfectly, I say. <laughs> I stuck the landing. Oh, that's great. What's your biggest grievance for this movie? Uh, I mean, besides the fact that it's a snooze fest, the acting, mm -hmm. the acting's not good. <laughs> There's so many people in here that I know are capable actors, but you keep doing these stupid fucking movies. It's surely only for a paycheck because it's not funny. I found... It's not cute or endearing. <laughs> just... I found that to be mostly true. There are a few performances I like, and one in particular I actually found infinitely charming. I think because I find her infinitely charming. Jennifer Garner. Fuck yeah. She's great. Do you follow her on social I media? I love her. She's amazing. Right. Love her. Yeah. She's literally she's... an angel. Yes. And she's great in this movie, too. God damn it. I feel like she is classic Jennifer Garner. Classic Genji. <laughs> in this movie, she's classic Genji. Like 13 going on 30, Genji? Mm, a little different, but yeah, sure. Well, and other than not playing a teenager. Right. <laughs> She's just wholesome. She has a fucking a reading nook with her dog in her house. And she has like, did you see that on social media? Yeah. Uh, just the stained glass with the doggy. Do you ever watch her little not cooking show, cooking show? They're the best ones. Kids? Yeah. And she'll get Ina Garden on the phone? She'll be like, Ina, right. I need help. Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, Ben fucked up. I was watching her the other night on Hot Ones. What's Hot Ones? Where they eat the... The wings? The wings oh. with... Yeah. With the different yeah. levels mm -hmm. of spiciness. Yeah. yeah. Probably bad for the butthole. But Jennifer is so perfect, she probably doesn't even have that problem. Right. Yeah. Many a chocolate starfish, though. <laughs> Kerblamo! What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Moving on, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this. There's one thing I'll never stop respecting about this movie. Jennifer Garner plays a teacher, and at one point, Ashton comes in because he's got something important to tell her, and she leaves the classroom. And as you know, I've been in more than a few classrooms, Jew, and I thought to myself, oh, that's a bad idea. Always a bad idea. And appro appropriately, when she came back into that room, it was a fucking shit show. Yep. It always is. That teacher leaves oh. the room. Oh, that is a little slice of freedom. Damn Anarchy. It. What's the most, how much trouble can we get in in 45 seconds? Right. We're going to do that thing. 
why are there three separate fires in this room? I mean, you gotta get as much done as you can. Also, her reaction to it. Appropriate. Yeah. She clearly has expectations in that room, Chu, and the children failed her. Yep. She walks back into that room and says, what are you doing? Stop it. What, what is going on here? Kids done fucked up. You're all sitting with your hands on, on your, with your heads on your desk during recess today. Yep. Tell you that much. All right. I just had to say that. <laughs> Have you ever had to walk out of a classroom and then come back to just absolute chaos? Mm. No. I can't think of a time I've left a classroom with no one there to watch the right. kids. Because you know. Yeah. You know. Rook- it's a bad idea. Yeah. Rookie mistake. No. Yeah. Kids, I'm just going to go to the vending machine, get myself a Coke and chips. Try not to screw around too much. <laughs> no. Don't do that. <laughs> oh that's great one of my first grievances because this movie starts with a proposal so we got Ashton Kutcher proposing to Jessica Alba and I wrote terrible proposal yeah it was weird bad it wasn't cute or funny it was just that ring wasn't even in a box yeah he just had it out willy nilly I don't think so and he's sitting there in his boxers and his t-shirt and what was she falling asleep with her phone in her hand? Yeah, didn't like that either. I thought they were going to go something somewhere with that. But I guess they didn't. Like she was probably texting somebody. Maybe it sets up the idea of what she said when she gives the ring back and she says, you know, the first thing I did called my office. Yeah. Maybe it's just like a high powered job sort of thing. Maybe. Also, she stole his dog. Yeah. Bitch. The dog preferred her. So he had to break up with her and the dog that day. That's terrible. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. If you think that Chu and I are ever going to divorce, I can bet your ass he ain't getting a fucking dog. <laughs> I was going to say, what would you do if Charlie walked over to little Chu? He wouldn't. He never no, would. No, he wouldn't. Let's he loves honest. his mom too much. Come on. <laughs> No, we would have to share Charlie custody. knows where it's at. We would share custody. It's just, it's too much to to just never see your dog again. Share custody. Well, I guess they don't share custody, but it reminds me of Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo. Because at the beginning of the movie, he's saying, what about the kids? I miss them. Turns out they're dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Uh, so, I don't know. How do we describe this movie? So you've got Ashton Kutcher. I guess everything kind of revolves around him because he owns a flower shop. Yeah. And everybody's coming to the flower shop or is friends of his or friends of friends of his. Right. Does that seem accurate? Yeah. All right. I think we're on the, the right path with that. Yeah. The only one that I can't think of is Anne Hathaway. Like that story in Topher Grace, I don't think that story goes to the flower shop in any way, shape, or form. 
Um, but just about everything else does. Like the kid are staying, like the grandparents never are there, Hector Elizondo and Shirley MacLaine, but they're taking care of the kid who does go there. Okay. Anne, uh, Anne Hathaway works for Queen Latifah, who has a yeah. meeting with Eric Dane and Jessica Biel, and Jessica Biel is best friends with Jennifer Garner, who's also friends oh. with Ashton Kutcher. Boom. Suck it. Six degrees of fucking Kevin Bacon. Ooh. Took me a second. Well I had to played. focus on that one. That <laughs> <laughs> took some. I took some brain power. <laughs> Your pot-addled brain really drugged that out of the depths. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only smoke weed in the evenings. Okay. Understood. After everything is finished. We can say that now because it's fucking legal. Yeah. This is California. Okay. You can shut the fuck up. <laughs> Perfect. So we also, we get the proposal. Jessica Alba says yes. Then we visit, I think, yeah. I, she doesn't say yes. That's my first grievance. He's like, she said yes. No, she didn't. Yeah. But she she nodded her head. I'm going to need a little more. I'm going to need a little And was crying. And was crying. Yeah. That seemed like a full commitment to me. I would not have walked away from there thinking no. Of course, now, when every single friend of mine says she said yes, I would think, wow, some, <laughs> what, what? This isn't good. Hmm. But then I think we go to Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace, and they've had either a first date or close to a first date, and they've consummated. Yeah. But I got a grievance about his fucking apartment. There's too much boxing shit and there's a basketball hoop in the apartment. Very, very much a bachelor pad. Yeah. I was so uninterested in that uh, storyline. Did not care. Well, all right. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not a top notch story. No. Clearly. But how many of these stories are top-notch stories? I mean... Apparently fucking an airplane for you. <laughs> <laughs> Two people just sitting on an airplane. <laughs> infinitely interesting to chew. I didn't say it was infinitely. I just said it was the one I was the most interested in. Okay. That doesn't mean it's infinite. I think I was, I was just surprised to see them, those two, share scenes together. Have they ever mm -hmm. acted before together? Not together, I don't think so. Right. I think I really think that that's where I was interested. Hmm. Well, so I said earlier, McSteamy announces he's gay, and the second he does that, you well. If you're a sophisticated audience member like myself, Jew, you know that Bradley Cooper is his guy. But likewise, the second McSteamy, wait, no, McDreamy. I don't know the difference. It's a. I know, but I I just don't know which one's thing. which. I'm I'm impressed that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, I think I have it right. 
I'm pretty sure that Dempsey is McDreamy and Dane is McSteamy. Okay. I'm thinking D and D go together, right? Dempsey, Dreamy. Yes, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I never played. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Not a... I never did either. Now I'm starting to think I might enjoy it. I, yeah, I think I, I was never against it. I just, you know. We should start playing together. We could start our own little thing. <laughs> I'd love I love to watch us just trying to figure out the rules the first time. <laughs> Why are there so many sides to this die? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but the second that Patrick Dempsey wakes up and tells Jennifer Garner he's got to be out of town, I was like, he's cheating on her. Yeah. I knew immediately. Yeah. Well, you didn't even know Bradley Cooper was... Get over it. It wasn't that obvious. <laughs> it was not that obvious. Shit. You you have not earned a duh. That's all I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, clearly Patrick Dempsey is not being faithful. And he gives her that cheesy-ass little heart with the legs. Heart with legs. Yeah. Dude, shove it up your ass. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Stupid. You realize I'm a grown-up, right? That's yeah, what honestly. Jennifer Garner should have said. Fuck. Uh, and she was, that idiot was going to get on a fucking plane and go to San Francisco. Yeah. And not meet him there. He wasn't going to be there. Yeah, but I didn't understand. Like, it took me a second to realize... Did we ever see her decide to not get on the plane? No, I thought for a second she was actually calling from San Francisco. I thought she was at a hospital in San Francisco. It was not clear. And then the next thing, yeah. The next thing you know, you see her on the phone talking to Jessica Biel. So I'm still in L.A. And I thought, how? You got on a plane. Also, you have to teach tomorrow. (laughs) What? Yeah. Duh. It's another thing. Too many teachers just willy-nilly calling in, calling in for a sub. That's you. <laughs> I never call in a sub, ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I do? Go to fucking work. Yeah. That's what I do. All right. Also, I have a note here, a grievance against Patrick Dempsey. He's the worst cheater ever. Don't just go into a flower shop and announce you're a cheater. What an idiot. Go to two different flower shops. <laughs> just say one of them's your sister, idiot. Right. It's like Think he's never something. cheated before. This is his first time and he has no idea how to do it. Which clearly is not true. No. This has been his game for a while. Yeah. But, I mean, his I'm wife and kid your gets to, get to live up in Beverly Hills. And she's in the hot tub Mm -hmm. at 9 a.m., so life could be worse. Right. Could be worse. What do you think of Ashton Kutcher actually breaking the flower, the flower, the flower man's code? Um, He did end up telling Jennifer Garner. I think it's fine. He's a piece of shit. Me too. It's not my responsibility to make sure that you can successfully do immoral things. Your bullshit (laughs) is not my responsibility to manage. So you shouldn't have fucking told me in the first place. You should have just said, one's your sister, one's your wife. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. 
Although he would have seen the name still and been like, that's not your sister. So. That's true. But either way, he's still fucked up. Oh, I thought there was a code, man. Uh, Yeah, but you lied to me. You're flower guy. You told me it was a sister, so. You can... You can die now. (laughs) (laughs) Also, did you understand before, say, 50 minutes? Wait, I have a note here somewhere. 52 minutes into the movie, it's finally explained the relationship between Ashton Kutcher and Jennifer Garner. Because I thought maybe they were brother and sister. That's what I thought. Because she just walks into the flower shop yeah. through the back like she fucking owns the place. I'm like, oh, it's a family business. Right. But then she doesn't go to work. She's just she's just that idiot. She, you know what? She's like that bullshit owner who just comes in when it's fucking busy and be like, hey, what's up, guys? Uh, what's going on? Anyway, just thought I'd no, take some of these. No, get the fuck out of my face. Um, And then I realized. It's Valentine's Day. We're fucking busy. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah, so then we kind of figure out, okay, they're not brother and sister. Maybe they've dated in the past? Because I felt like... I don't think so. I don't think they ever dated. But I felt like it was kind of implied, like... No, because they never even had a kiss until the end. Well, I mean, when he went and saw her at the school, I was like, maybe there's something happened here in the past. And that that's what they're alluding to. But yeah, then we find out they're just friends. Yeah. Huh? What? <laughs> Meh. Okay. <laughs> Super. Why is why are the why are the Taylors in this movie? I don't know. There's some stuff in there that makes me laugh, but it's not enough. Yeah, it. They don't add anything. No to the Taylors. Story. I mean, really, nobody adds anything to the story. But right. Yeah, I don't know. Also, if you're a mom and your daughter's boyfriend presents himself completely naked with a guitar covering his dick, just leave the room. Why did she get further into the room? For physical comedy. No, because you're a no, mi- he's a minor what a mom and does. you're a fucking adult and it's fucking yeah. weird. You get out of the goddamn room. Stupid. That's all I'm saying. And honestly, mom, you're going to actually ask him what he's doing in there? Is that not fucking obvious? Do you not remember at all what it was like to be a teenager? And then maybe think, I'm actually not supposed to be home right now. I was going to fuck your daughter. Makes sense that they would try (laughs) and fuck. Right. You were supposed to be home for 60 seconds, but the kids thought you weren't going to be home at all. What do you think is happening? Sometimes parents are just fucking stupid. Honestly. Your daughter is having a penis inserted into her vagina honestly how do you not remember what that's like to be a teenager i think about it all the time that you think those things are not i'm not going to forget it not at all i remember (laughs) yeah i'm with you stupid all of it and then emma roberts was like yeah we're both 18 planning to have sex today for the first time i'm like okay why do they say that they're 18 so it's like makes it okay that we're talking about people having sex 
everybody knows that minors mm-hmm. have sex. Why are we emphasizing that they're probably 18? a note from the studio. Maybe. Like, Originally, he was 18 and she was 17. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's rape. <laughs> Legally speaking. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let's take a break. Okay. We'll take another break and then we'll finish up. How about that? Okie dokie. The best we can do is just talk around everything that happens in this movie. There's not actually anything to talk. Like, I feel like that's the best thing we can do. It's the very most we can do. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else can be asked of us. That's the best we can do. Right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound. But as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target. That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here ugh, with our code-breaking machines trying to figure <laughs> out if we can decipher Valentine's Day from 2010. This movie's a mess. A total mess. A mess in the sense that, you know, you said we were just trying to, like, work around the plot of this movie. But that actually makes a lot of sense because with most movies, you think of it in terms of something linear, like point A to point B. And although in the most (laughs) basic form this movie is linear, I just keep picturing, like, all these circles with names in it. And then there's just circle. There's just, like, everybody's name is everywhere. And then just the little lines connecting everybody. There's nothing linear. It's just fucking chaos. It's like a Venn diagram with a huge circle in the middle. And lots of tiny circles around the outside of it that barely touch it. It's just... The only thing that makes this movie linear is the fact that it starts in the morning and ends at night. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just... It's just mayhem in the most uninteresting sense. You know what's crazy, though? I like this movie more than New Year's Eve. Absolutely. What's that say about New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve was just not good. Okay. Let me ask you this, because New Year's Eve does a fake out where you think two characters are getting together and then they don't. They pass by each other. Yeah. 
this movie, you know exactly what's going to happen to every story 15 minutes into the movie. That's, of course, only assuming that we've seen all the stories that are going to happen by 15 minutes into the movie, which might not have happened. But let's say once we have all the characters in the movie, we know how each story is going to end. Exactly. Which begs the question, why is it two hours long? Right. There's a lot of dead time. Because there, there's, there are, there are a lot of stories. So many stories. And then some stories just don't even really fucking go anywhere. You're like, why did why you even bother? Why is the predictable movie more satisfying? Well, to be fair though, the only thing that was not predictable about the other movie was that one story. They're both fairly predictable. Beyond that, which. What story wasn't predictable? New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought he was heading for Hillary Swank and totally. they did the fake out. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. Disagree with that choice. <laughs> what a surprise. You forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> Have we even discussed all the stories yet? I guess we haven't really discussed Hector Elizondo and Shirley MacLaine. Oh, but huge grievance. I have a huge grievance against Shirley's confession. Let me tell you something. Spill it. If you've cheated on someone, lots of people think you should tell them. She even says in this movie, I couldn't stand that you didn't know. No. So you're selfish on two counts. That's the last selfish act you commit. You're double selfish. You're telling them... To forgive you so that you don't have to feel bad anymore. You know what you do in that situation? You never tell them and you feel bad forever. Because you're a bad person. Because you're the dick. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Assholes. Yeah. I mean, at that I mean, point, first of all, they've been together. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. But if you are a cheater, you keep it to your fucking self. Yeah, because what am I supposed to do with that information now? And like he said, he's like, well, that's... that's... I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. Break up with them. Yeah. And he was right to say, the truth makes everything else seem like a lie, especially after all of that fucking time. And you're like, I feel Although sometimes... Yeah. Sometimes you can be the asshole where you're constantly pushing somebody away. And then, of course, what do they do? They find someone else. So. I mean, life is complicated, but I'm just saying... Like, don't cheat. Just break up with them. Yeah, exactly. You don't cheat. What you do is say, you're pushing me away, and I'm going to go fucking... I'm going to go fucking looking for fucking. (laughs) If you don't knock that shit off. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to look for some fucks. That's what I'm doing. Looking for fucks. I'm going to start collecting fucks if you don't get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I, I have a confession here where I push the little play button on my remote at an hour and four minutes, and the movie said it had an hour left, and I got very upset. Because <laughs> it kind of felt like it was wrapping up. It did, but it yeah. didn't. Oh, God. Just kept going. That was rude. Ooh, I did like this. This was my uh, one grievance that was also a positive point. I loved it when Jennifer Garner goes to the hospital and asks for Patrick Dempsey. And one nurse looks back to another nurse 
to get the permission to reveal yeah. the he's a dick information. It was like there was a code among nurses right? that I was unaware of until that moment. But at the same time, little, you've already looked back. May I may I tell her? Yeah, you've And she gets the little head nod. Yeah. You let that shit fly, young nurse. Yeah. Let that shit fly. I mean, you've already looked back. So even if the older nurse says no, you've already told too much because you looked back. Right. So. But the older lady was like, oh, fuck him. He's a yeah. dick. The older lady said, go to this fucking restaurant. Cause up a stir. Yeah. It's a small world in this fucking movie, too. She gets to become a waitress and be an asshole server to Patrick Dempsey and his wife. Yeah. And uh, without is L.A. like explicitly... that? Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because one of her kids, the asshole kid. Yeah. Is in her class. That's right. Yeah. I did not enjoy the little uh, speech about the specials. I, I didn't. No? No. I. You didn't like the ground up pig dick? No. That sh- shoved in the asshole? I just feel like we could have done. We could have gone somewhere with that. Anywhere else. Then... Well, they definitely went somewhere. I just didn't think it was funny. Like. Not hilarious. You know, if I was going to get cheated on, I'm definitely not going to picture mutilating your body in such an intimate manner because that really says a lot about me. Man, I thought that would have been first on your list. Chop that dick off and make a pate out of it. No, I'm going to go I'm going to go uh end game here. I'm, we're going we're going That doesn't I want sound like an end game to you for a long time in the future. Uh but like to be gruesome about it and just like Chop, chop, chop on the on the balls. Nah. No. That's not gonna that's not the way I roll. Alright. Maybe like chronic IBS. What you would do? Chronic IBS oh, or like there you go. not quite Crohn's disease. I'm not gonna wish a disease on anybody, but like IBS I could say. How about some for. gout? Gout, yeah. <laughs> I think we could come up with a market, you and me. Revenge <laughs> gout pills. Yeah. Gout of the dick. <laughs> Do you have a cheating asshole of a boyfriend? Give him gout pills. <laughs> give him, give him, lady choose highfalutin gout pills. Or like chronic lower back pain. Mm. Yeah. I really just want you to suffer a little bit every day. Not a lot all at once, because you'll get over it. Uh, oh, just right. a little bit every day. Slow burn. All right. I'm patient. <laughs> I sound psychotic. I don't want them to die. I just want them to be extremely inconvenienced. Yeah. We're like constantly having to go to the bathroom to like, oh, like I'm going to pee my pants like that. That's horrible. Every hour constantly, on the hour. Just like immediate. Oh, my God. I have to pee right fucking now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Anyway, I lost track of where we were. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Not like this movie didn't do it to me. We talked about the kids who want to have sex. Yeah. We talked about, I mean, we kind of, we started talking about the two grandparents, but of course they get back together. Yeah. 
I kind of did like that she was playing a movie actor and they go to see her movie every year on Valentine's Day. It's a little narcissistic, no? <laughs> I mean, depending on how you look at it, it could just be romantic. Okay. Yeah, no, babe, it's all about you. It's all about you. Well, Hector wasn't in a movie, so... See a different movie. Maybe do something that he wants to do. I think the point was that is what he wants to do. So now he's just living in the past. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just being an ass. Uh, I'll get, I'll get, okay. Did you, did you see that Dane being gay was coming? No, I thought. That was the one thing I didn't see coming. Yeah, I didn't think, I I didn't anticipate him being gay. But the second he said he was gay, I thought, oh, Bradley Whitford. I mean, uh, Bradley Cooper. I guess I missed that. I was more thinking about the fact, like, oh, is there somebody who's openly gay in the NFL right now? And what does... Oh, let me tell you something. In 2010, he's not getting re-signed. Absolutely not. Yeah. Which is shitty, obviously. Right. Uh, But I was just thinking, I'm like, God, I wonder... I think he would today, though. Yeah. Hopefully. 35, I don't know. Depends. Is he Tom Brady or is he... But see, he puts himself in a predicament because... If somebody doesn't, if, a, you know, if an organization really doesn't care about him being gay, but they're more concerned the fact that he's 30 fucking five and they don't yeah. sign him, now it's because he's gay. True. So. But that's what I mean. Is he retiring as Tom Brady, who could absolutely play next year? Or is he retiring as Peyton Manning, a great quarterback who just, whose arm said, you know what? I can't throw the ball anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of tired. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. 20 yards is far. <laughs> 20 yards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peyton Manning's arm at the end of his career said, 20 yards is far, Peyton. <laughs> I actually can't it's do far. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. I'm so tired. Oh, I did not like Ashton Kutcher running with no shoes, bare feet in an airport. You know, I hated I knew it. I knew that would drive you fucking ape shit. I appreciate them addressing it because it's disgusting. It's gross. So gross. No. There are people in this world that will go into a public bathroom. Ish. With no shoes or socks. Do you have no self-respect? Like the kind of maniac that's on an airplane and takes off their shoes and socks and then goes to the toilet. You couldn't pay me. Okay, that's not true. You'd have to pay me an exuberant amount of money to walk into an airplane bathroom (sighs) with bare feet. And you can bet your ass I'm hating it the entire time. Oh, God, just thinking about it. That's the behavior of a psychopath. Do you know how much pee is on the floor? Right. God forbid a guy is peeing and there's turbulence in the bathroom. Good luck. Yeah. There doesn't have to be turbulence for men to not be able to hit a toilet. This is true. <laughs> I mean, how do you think the how do you think you the pee gets on the rim a, of the toilet? Yeah. You ever have to walk into a gas station bathroom? 
And you just think, what happened here? Eyes Were closed. Were you in the middle of a knife fight while you tried to pee? Eyes closed. <laughs> Disgusting. It's like you don't care. You know? It's like you just don't fucking care. You think most men are gaming their own lives? I wonder if I could get it without my eyes closed. Or with my eyes closed. I mean... Oops. Nope. I missed. Lost that round. I mean, I don't know if the gas station bathroom is the best or worst place to, to play that game. Any public restroom. Any public restroom. You don't know what it's like to be a man and have to walk into a public restroom. Do you know how many times you hear sounds of pain and humiliation? <laughs> and like the words, you'll often hear these kind of words. Oh my God. Ugh. Oh God. Ugh. And you just think, what is happening? I think they, I think there has to be hemorrhoids, right? I don't know. Buck up, camper. <laughs> Put your fist in your mouth and bite down. And fucking take it. <laughs> Women give birth to other humans. And you're telling me that you can't shit without crying? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Agreed. God damn it. Ugh. I mean, if we can get through sex, you can quietly shit. I mean, honestly. Just <laughs> shut the fuck up. Okay? Is it that bad? <laughs> I mean... I think women could could more easily have silent sex than men can have silent shits. Yeah. It's because we're, we're better. I don't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between me and other men. I know this. I realize I'm an idiot. Ugh. <laughs> uh. I know that compared to women, I have no value. <laughs> it's the one thing no man seems to understand. You're the lesser sex. Well, we do appreciate your self-awareness. Thank you. It, it doesn't go unnoticed. I noticed there was some bad white people behavior in this movie. Like all the white people at Jessica Beale's party just crash a wedding. As if that's okay. Yeah. I disagreed. Yeah. That's an Indian wedding. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. They don't want a bunch of white people there. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't enjoy any of the Indian restaurant scene. Obviously, I did like obviously Jennifer not Garner. Say that again. I did like Jennifer Garner smashing that pinata. That was okay. That gave me some alias vibes. <laughs> <laughs> she took care of business. It was okay. She can even make smashing a pinata look charming. She's delightful. I think she's the fucking best. 
I think I disliked it because of Jessica Biel. There's just something about Jessica Biel's You did not like Biel. Character. I have a positive point from Biel, though. That moment where she's in the office with Jamie Foxx. We haven't even mentioned Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx comes into her office trying to find out where Dane's going to be or something, you know, for his interview or his announcement. Mm -hmm. And she works up real tears over a non-real tear thing. Being alone on Valentine's Day. You know what? I think that's why I didn't like her. Because she, this this character, is upset over Valentine's. Get over it. No one gives yeah, plus, a shit about this day. You just want something to be upset about. You just want attention. Well, she has this party every year. She's an idiot. So how, how could you be upset? This seems to be the thing you like. You throw a party for it every year. She just wants attention. She just likes the drama. She just wants to make a big deal out of nothing. Well, congratulations, you did, and you bugged the fuck out of me. Not about it. All right. And honestly, Jamie Foxx is way better than to fucking stoop as low as getting together with somebody like Jessica Biel's character. You didn't buy it? He needs somebody stronger than that, and she ain't fucking it. You seem to often confuse actors for their characters. That's why I specified character. <laughs> not mad at Jessica Beale. I'm mad at the character okay. she got stuck with. The character she got stuck with. And same with New Year's Eve. I didn't like that one either. Uh, no, I didn't like that one. I like that one less than this one. Yes. All right. Yeah. For a hot second, I didn't think we were going to agree there. What about the kid giving the valentine? Um, He's old enough to understand that it's inappropriate to give your teacher, to tell your teacher that you're in love with them. Yeah. I mean, you just shut the fuck up and go home. (laughs) Okay. Ashton Kutcher could have nipped that shit in the bud when he said, he could have just said, hey, you're about $42 fucking short of being able to send these flowers. Kick rocks, kid. Yeah. You don't get free shit just because you're a cute little fucking kid. I'm running a business here. Yeah, fuck off. It ain't no fucking charity. Bye. Also, how did Emma Roberts lose him? He took off on his bicycle. She followed him out 30 seconds later in a car and somehow managed to lose him. She's not very good at babysitting. I guess. So. This movie took a long time to wrap up all its loose ends. Yeah. Because there were so many stories. Yeah. It took forever I mean, for Julia Roberts to get home. Yeah. We needed Julia to hug the son. We needed Bradley to come to Dane's house. We needed Jennifer Garner to get together with Ashton Kutcher. That's the big one. Yeah. We needed the kid to give the flowers to Garner, who said, uh, Fuck yourself, kid. And then turned him on to the girl in his class that he should like. Yeah. So now she's a pimp. That's probably not good. <laughs> That's going to come up at the review board. <laughs> come on, Jen. You're better than that. Fuck. Right? <laughs> we got Jamie Foxx getting together with Jessica Biel. Mm-hmm. 
We, Shirley MacLaine and Hector are going to stay together. We got Anne Hathaway and Topher Grace. They're gonna they're gonna make a go of it. I mean, already there's red flags, and she already addressed it. She's like, "We're not really off to a great start. This isn't a good foundation." He's like, "Let's try anyway." Mwah. Let's just fucking <laughs> see how we feel later. Uh, Jessica Alba just kind of disappears after she goes to. By the way, did you even get the jokes about the Beverly Wilshire? No. How did I know that would happen? Well, that's the hotel that Julia Roberts stays at in Pretty Woman. Got it. Makes sense. She makes a joke about it, about Pretty Woman in the credits. She does. Yeah. Also... I mean, are we there yet? Should we be talking? We're kind of at... I know we're wrapping up all the stories. Did we wrap up all the stories? Uh, T squared, I'm, I, I think, just stays together. Emma Roberts and her boyfriend. They decide to not have sex. Yeah, they just make out. Um. I was actually thankful for that, that he was not a dick. Yeah. That's cool. It was appropriate. Yeah. He's like, okay. I mean, I could just finger you instead. She'd be like, okay. That didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's not happening. There's starting to be too much fingering on this podcast, Chew. You talked about that in some other podcast. Your friends go to church just to get fingered. (laughs) Shit. Fuck's sake. Yeah. That's a a true story. (laughs) I'm not friends with him anymore. I wouldn't say that we're okay, not good. friends. I would just say, well, I mean, we're not not friends, but we're definitely not friends. <laughs> There's no real tying up of the Taylors because there was no story. Yeah. Um. So one of my last grievances, though, is if you're going to have bloopers at the end of your movie. They should be funny. They better be good bloopers they weren't the seatbelt i mean how many did they have i right they had a total of five bloopers was there more than five nah i think they had five bloopers and three of them involved ashton kutcher and a seatbelt not necessary we've seen that type Mm. of bullshit before you don't need to make a big thing out of it like jennifer garner dropped a bat yeah what else? I don't know. I, I literally don't remember any yeah. of others. The Julie Roberts one in the limo. That was it. Oh, no. Oh, the one in the limo. And then there was one on the airplane. Oh, she said, I can't hear yeah. in this ear. So six. Yeah, I'll do it. Wow. I have a note here that Jamie Foxx did a song for this movie, but it couldn't be on the soundtrack because there was too much cursing in it. And I thought, Jamie, know your movie. <laughs> the fuck? I bet it was probably fucking funny. Yeah. So my last, po- the only other thing I'll say is my last positive point. I told you that there was a name I saw in the credits. It was Pokorny, P-O-K-O-R-N-Y. 
and it just seemed like somebody combined poke and horny. <laughs> I'd like to poke her in the whiskers because I'm horny. I'm pecorny. Oh, yikes. I started turning it into a bit. There was nobody there for me to to, to bounce right. this bit off of. So I was just saying the bit out loud to myself for about four minutes. <laughs> Till I got to that point. Poking the whiskers because I'm horny. I'm pecorny. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Thank you. Solid. <laughs> That's the exact reaction I wanted. All right. I'm done. Are you done? Yeah. Yeah. Lunch fuck. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, lunch fuck. All right. Well, what's your drinking game? Did you do your homework? Mm. Not so much? No. I thought I would think of one during the podcast because sometimes that's how I roll I'm like it'll come to me it's fine right um well shit what's yours (laughs) (laughs) so like you I kind of thought to myself what the fuck I'm well not like you because I thought about it before five seconds ago (laughs) but When when you watch this movie, your first thought is, what the fuck is the drinking game for this stupid movie? So I came up with one that I thought was okay, except I can't remember if there's enough at the end of the movie. But my idea was, every time you see the flower truck, drink. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Interesting. If you want to concede now, I'm okay with that. I'm going to go with every time T-Swift acts like kind of a a ditzy, ditzy little teenager. You probably just want to say every time we see Taylor Swift. Because that's every time. Yeah, every time you see T-Swift. All right. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you, though, that long jump really got me. Fucking funny. Really I great. I thoroughly enjoyed that. <laughs> that was, that, that would have been a blooper. I would have been like, fuck yeah. Right. Missed opportunity, you guys. Come on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. We did it, Chew. Yeah. We got some time before Mother's Day. Yay. I'm already not looking forward to it because Julia Roberts' wig is a hard pass for me in that movie. Oh, I don't remember. It's on the movie poster. All right. If you say so, I'll take your word for it. I'm gonna put the hairline at the ears. I'm gonna put your face with that hair with that wig. (laughs) Oh my god! Please don't. (laughs) Actually, yeah, do it. I'll be fine. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Happy, I hope everyone had a great Valentine's Day. Actually, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck either. It was just every other fucking Monday. I only had a bunch of 
Did Mr. Chu get you something? Uh, yeah, he got me a little, uh, a little jar full of, not full of, but a little jar with flowers in it. Three flowers, because that's appropriate, because we're not obnoxious. All right. It's very nice and very tasteful. Did you get anything for him other than scorn and ridicule? Um, well, I was in debt to Mr. Chu. Sweet little Chu. I was in debt, so I owed him... What are you talking about? ...acts of Did service. Did he buy you at a... Huh? I owed him acts of service. Jesus Christ, what is going on in this fucking marriage? That's all I'm going to say. I think you said enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll do nice things for me, and I'm like, oh, I owe you one. Wink. Um... And then, you know, the bill was due. So, now you gotta pay it. But you take your own pants off, because that's not my fucking job. Okay? The bill is due. Turn around. No, it was the other kind of service. I see. That one. No, no, you know. (laughs) I think we all get it now. I know it's not a visual medium, but all you have to say is... No, no, the other one. We're good, Chew. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Nobody can see what I'm doing, but I'm being really inappropriate. <laughs> Ethan's going to be like, wait, what the fuck did you say on air? Nothing. Will you please shut the fuck up? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well we're gonna have to turn your marriage into some kind of show <laughs> remember you owe me a deed <laughs> uh, payments due bitch <laughs> payment was due oh that's funny <laughs> payment was due uh <laughs> he saves all, he saves his payments until Valentine's Day. That's so sweet. I mean, really, it's uh, it wasn't necessarily Valentine's Day, but I already owed him one. Actually, I owe him a lot, so I'm a little. <laughs> I got a. I don't I got understand. some late fees packing Are you up. Saying, yeah, Are, like what's going on? You're at the store. He says, "I'll buy the bottle of wine. Write it down. You owe me." No, it's more like, "Hey, I did this huge thing for your car." Um, I put in a lot of labor, uh, like he did uh, a few weeks ago. So or instead last of month. charging you money, I was like, yeah, I'll you know, I'll catch you on the flip side. But I'm I'm a little overdue. So <laughs> it's really it's really hard to catch up, honestly. Oh, I don't know how I'm gonna write this into the description of the episode. <laughs> Fuck's sake! On this episode, you'll hear the transactional nonsense in Lady Chu's marriage. <laughs> I mean, it seems to oh. work. So. so long as you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, tell us what you think of Valentine's Day. If you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to the how dare you podcast at gmail.com for Lady Chu. Shance here. Say goodbye, Lady Chu. Mm, goodbye. <laughs> good, good luck. <laughs>
Oh, we're going to have to work on you. Eh. They know. They know. That's true. We accept you as you are Thank now you. that I think about it. Yeah. Good day, madam. Good day, sir. Until next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>